as your word comes forth, O oh God, let fire consume every addiction, every weakness in our lives. Set us free. Prepare our hearts as fertile grounds. As your way comes forth, O oh God, let the sick be healed. As your way comes forth, O oh God, let the troubled heart, O oh God, be made happy. As your way comes forth, O oh God, touch every heart. Speak a word in season to us, O oh God. And let us live blessed. Let us live, O oh God, with your rest in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We are set and ready for you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We've been going through a teaching for the past, um, since last month. We're going looking at the hindrances of Christ-like living. And this morning, so I'm going to continue from where I left off last Sunday. Where I'm teaching a message entitled, Take Back Your Dominion from the Enemy Within. That's the message I'm preaching to you this morning. Also on hindrances to Christ-like living. But the topic is, take back your dominion from the enemy within. When we talk about Christ-like living, it is making sure to live a life that will make it to heaven. When we talk about Christ-like living, it talks about making sure that you are saved and you are safe for heaven. The truth is that there's no way we can make it to heaven without Christ-like life. You can be saved, but you can lose your salvation. Salvation is free, but it is something that you must cherish. Hallelujah. The earth is, is just a transit point. It's like when you are traveling and you, let's say you're traveling to the States, for example, and you're going by KLM and you get to a Schiphol Airport in Amsterdam, that is not your destination. You're just in transit. Hallelujah. So you're going to a destination. The earth is not our destination. I believe you all are aware of that, but I'm just bringing your mind back to it. It's not our destination. So you need to ensure that sometimes you can be in transit. If you loiter about at the airport, you'll, you'll miss your flight. There are only two destinations after death. It's heaven or hell. We can never be deceived. It is a life that you live on earth that gives you the ticket to heaven. The truth of the matter is that if you live anyhow, you will not make it to heaven. We all hold on to the promises of God of long life. But if God should call you at every point in time, you should be ready to make it to heaven. That is why we must not be so comfortable on earth. We must guard our salvation. If Jesus Christ should come here right now, as I speak to you right now, we should be able to all make it to heaven. And that is the reason why we must live a Christ-like life. That is what shows that we are true disciples of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. The second reason why we must live a Christ-like life is to be able to enjoy the rest of God here on earth. You know, there is a life that you live that attracts the blessings of God upon your life. It is the life that you live that causes God to bless you. Some people think that when you die, you, you, are, you are going to rest. No, no, no. We must enjoy rest through prosperity here on earth. And then when we get to heaven, we continue. Let me have Job 36 verse 11. It says, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. If we obey God and serve him through our life, the life that we live, 
We will spend our days in prosperity and our years in pleasures. Listen to this. Let us obey God early so that he blesses us early. So that we don't become a burden to our children in our old age. Give your life to God now. Save him faithfully now. And enjoy his blessings here on earth. Enjoy his blessings while you're in your youth. So in your old age, when the strength is gone, you don't have to stress yourself to make ends meet. You enjoy your labor. Hallelujah. We have looked at two different kinds of hindrances to Christ-like living. The first hindrance was the devil, Satan, our number one hinderer. And we looked at the type of friends that we also keep can also be hindrances to our Christ-like living. When we talk about hindrance, they are things that uh, deprive you or hinder you from achieving your set goals. It is something that makes it difficult for you to achieve your goals. So this year, 2018, is our year of Christ-like living. That is the goal of or the mandate of the church to ensure that we are all living a Christ-like life. And the third thing I'm going to share with you are the things that can hinder you or that stops you from achieving your set goals. The third hindrance to Christ-like living is the body. Say my body. Hallelujah. Our own bodies are the third hindrances to our Christ-like living. I love the verse that says in Matthew 10 verse 36. It says, a man's enemies will be those of his own household. A man's enemy. And sometimes the enemy is outside. Sometimes the enemy is within. Your household is represent you yourself. It, can, it has two meanings though. It can be family about all that. But I want to talk about a man's household. His own members of his own household. Your body. Sometimes the body is our own enemy. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes we think it's the devil fighting us. But sometimes our, enemy, our own bodies fight against us. Success. Let me have 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not of your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So it means that our bodies and our spirit belongs to who? God. But let me tell you something about the body. The body is a very important thing to both God and the devil. God needs our bodies to fulfill his plans for our lives. God needs our bodies to be able to enable us to achieve, enable us to do things that beat the mind. God performs his mighty acts through men. So God wants to make man through his body. But the other thing is that the enemy also needs man to unmake you. The same body that God needs to make, the enemy also wants to destroy. That is why the Bible says that when a demon is cast out of a man, it goes wandering and comes back to see if the place is still empty. He needs a place to inhabit. The reason being that in the physical world, the spirit cannot perform. They cannot manifest without bodies. Say, my body, yield to my making, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 
God wants our bodies, he wants to use us to do mighty things, but enemy also wants to use us to do, destroy us. But let me talk to you about the body. Let me have Genesis 2 verse 7. Let me talk to you about the body. I was so blessed by this word sincerely. And the Lord formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. When God formed man out of the ground, man was just sand. God formed man out of the ground. It was a carved image on the floor. It was lifeless. And God breathed into man. And man became a living being. Man is made out of the dust of the ground. What makes man man is not the flesh. But the spirit within the man. That is the breath of God. The body will grow and die. The body survives on food. The body is weak. But what is in the man? What is in the body is not weak because it is a breath of God. Hallelujah. So no matter how posh your body may look, this flesh is like drawing. It's like nothing. It's nothing. We are just soil, nothing. This skin is weak. It can be likened to a car. No matter how expensive a car is, it can crash. It can be likened to a house. No matter how huge and expensive the house is, it can come down. So the body is like a tree. It grows and then it dies. It's weak. The body survives on food. It grows and it still dies. When God created man, he gave him dominion over everything except himself. Let me have Genesis 1 verse 26 to 28. God gave man dominion over everything except himself. But come to think of it, when you go and buy a car, does the car tell you where you have to go? Hallelujah. When you buy a car, it is where you want to go. That is where you drive the car to go. The car does not detect to you. Our body is like a car. And the real person inside the car is our spirit. So it's the spirit that must drive the car. But that car must not drive the spirit. Genesis 1, verse 26 to 28. And the Lord said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God gave man dominion, the rulership over everything that he had created, except he man. I believe that per the original plan of God, he was supposed to be the mentor of man. Where he would guide man. That is why in the same verse, if you go down, God was always talking to Adam. There was a vacuum that was left. God left that vacuum for himself to fill that vacuum. For him to be teaching man how he ought to live. So man did not have control over himself. God had control over man. 
But the devil was able to identify the vacuum that God gave, that God left. So when God left the scene, the devil came because he knew that man was weak. Man was like a baby. Man was dependent on food. Man was sucking or based on the flesh. What the flesh wants, what the body wants, is what, what God gave man dominion over was everything that he will benefit. Eat. So when the devil came, he tested man with food. Because he knew that man was weak. Man was dependent on food and things for survival. That is why he tempted man and caused man to sin. Hallelujah. Amen. That was a vacuum that was left for God to fill. You and I have dominion over everything. But let me tell you something. When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, it is your spirit man that was recreated. When somebody is born again, it is not your body that is born again. It is your spirit that becomes born again. That is why you can still be born again and you'll still be the same person. Your body is not born again. Your body is not recreated. It is your spirit that is recreated. Hallelujah. Please kind of know this. Without being born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Let me have John, John 3, 2, John 3, 2. To seven. Without being here in the church and not giving your life to Christ. This message is for you. Until you become born again. You will not make it to heaven. If you are in the church and not baptized. Please see myself or Pastor K after church. We take you through the baptism class. And you get baptized. It is a necessity. Look at what Jesus said. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him. Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher. Come from God. For no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered and said, Assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of what? Water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that is which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. If you are in the church and you are not giving your life to Christ, know that you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. That was just by the way. Hallelujah. So it means that when you become born again, it is not your flesh that is born again. Your flesh still remains the same. But your spirit is born again. But there's an interesting thing there. There's an interesting thing there. There's always a friction. There's always a struggle between the body, the old sinful nature, the old weak self, and your new spirit. There's always a conflict. There's always a struggle that goes on within yourself. Between your old person and your new person. Your old weak person, your old sinful nature. Who you used to be and who now you are. Hallelujah. God creates you as a new person, but still living in an old house. Let me have Romans 7, verse 15 to 20. He says that, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree 
that is the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it. But the sin living in me. Talking about the flesh. I know that nothing good lives in me. Which is what the flesh. That is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good. What is he talking about? He's talking about his spirit. His spirit desires to do what is good. I have the desire to do what is good. But I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to do. No. The evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do. It is no longer I who do it. But who? There's sin living in me. Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. Basically. That is the truth. Your spirit knows what it wants. My spirit knows what it's craving for. But my flesh is fighting it. I don't want to do this. But what I don't want to do is what I find myself doing. That is a conflict that is going on between you and me. Hallelujah. Sometimes we blame the devil. It's the devil. It's the devil. I always say this. On the last day, God will not ask the devil anything. Because the conflict that is going on with you, the devil has nothing. It's your own sinful nature that is fighting against your new person. But what are those sinful natures? What are those behaviors? What are the things that it's fighting against our spirit? That has no cause us to do the things that we want to do. Sometimes you are asleep and you, in the middle of the night you want to wake up and pray. But you feel in your body, it's not in your spirit, or you feel in your body that you are tired, you want to sleep. Hallelujah. Let me have, talking to you about the last of the flesh. Galatians 5 verses 16 to 21. The things in our sinful nature that fight against our spirit. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts after the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are what? Contrary to one another. So that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery. When you say adultery, it means sleeping with somebody aside your wife. Having a girlfriend, having a boyfriend aside your wife or your husband is adultery. Fornication is having sex with somebody you're not married to. That is what somebody would say, but it not be firewood. Who said that, but it not be firewood? Hallelujah. It is a flesh that is determining to you that you have feelings. The feeling is not your spirit. It's in your flesh. You feel like you want to have that thing. I know I'm dialing some phone numbers. But today I see that thing being cursed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The uncleanness. Uncleanness is what is not right. It's not righteous before God. Hallelujah. Unclean, what is morally or spiritually not right? Unclean or unrighteous before God. Is that lewdness? Lewdness is being sexually or lustfully or dressing in a very provocative way, showing your breasts, showing your, your everything that you have to hide. I didn't know some, some that these days the men too they show their chests. Say so these are what? 
Lewdness, dressing in a very provocative. The men too, yes. They wear tight trousers. I see the trousers, but my material was not enough. <laughs> Slim fit. So they do it tight and they show everything. <laughs> Jesus. Don't have mercy. So lewdness is a provocative way of dressing. Very lustful way. Idolatry. Idolatry is idol worship. But when you talk about idol worship, it is anything you said about God. Your phone can be an idol. Social platform can be an idol. You wake up at midnight and you check on your phone who has sent you a message, who has commented on your post. You're, you're, you're just addicted to your phone. TV can be an idol. Hallelujah. Sorcery. Sorcery is witchcraft. Those who like to consult. Because you shame. You are in the church, but the least thing that happens, because you shame, you go to your hometown to go and find out what is happening. It's just they pray in the church like that. They're in the church, they pray, they fast, but this one day I have to go and look under. Hallelujah. Occultism and all kinds of consulting. You know that the pastor you're going to is not a man of God. You know, you know. You know, I don't want to mention names. You know that some fly, but you still go there. Hallelujah. These are all what? Last of the flesh. You are led by your flesh. Says what? Hatred. You despise somebody in your heart. You just hate the person. You just don't like the person. You are hostile. They are last of the flesh. Contentions. Argumentative. Everything. You always want to defend that I'm right. And you're always arguing, arguing, argumentative. It is what? It is the last of the flesh. Causing confusion and dispute for people between people. It's all, all kinds of lust of the flesh. And that thing is what? Jealousy. Bringing envious or desirous of what another has. If you, your brother or sister has something you don't have it, is it by force? You are envious because of the way she's dressed nicely. These are the things that we must kill from today. And I see God killing out of our lives in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. These things will take us to hell, I'm telling you. We must kill them. Sometimes you don't intend, but the thing is inside of you. Before you know it, uh, somebody's just like that. You are hurt. You don't understand why you are hurt, but you're not happy. Jealousy. Jealousy, Koshe. And best of, ang- of wrath. Anger. When you are angry, nobody can stop you. I mean, I'm, I'm like that. I'm, I, when you are angry, you crack bottles, you break things, you, you cannot be stopped to you, to you cool. Are you firewood? When they set you on fire, nobody can put you off. Listen. I used to be a very quick-tempered person. But Lord told me something. One thing that led me to stop this thing was it's, it's, it's a sign of foolishness. You are weak. You don't lack self-control. When you can't control your anger. I used to be like that. I get angry and when I'm angry, unless I, I, I bring the bubble out of me. <laughs> Oftentimes, you said that those who talk, who talk very fast are quick-tempered. It's true. Most of the time, it's very true. I don't talk too much. When I talk to somebody, they say that I can't hear you. Because I used to, I was telling my little... But I, I, I get very angry. Why can't you hear me? <laughs> I, I am talking. I say you can't hear me, what I'm saying. What, 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 do, what do you mean? Please, if you are that kind of person, please kill that thing. Because it will destroy you. It's not a good thing. Selfish. Selfish ambition. Where you always seek. You always seek for your own. You set yourself about people. You are devoted to yourself. You don't care about others, regardless of how anybody thinks. You are always self-centered. It is not of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So decisions. 
He said, this agreement that leads to this court. You get angry with somebody, and that thing that happened set a bridge between the two of us. We can't talk. The sessions. You're not able to overcome your feelings. Sometimes, it's not bad to disagree. Sometimes. But when you agree, be quick to agree. Don't let that thing set a friction between you and the person. Last year, you had a quarrel with somebody, and after now, you're not talking to the person. Are they? Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. High races. High races are doctrines that are, are contrary to the word of God. All kinds of doctrines going on. I posted something on Facebook, and somebody commented that. Stop saying those things because there's no heaven, there's no hell. Yeah. There are all kinds of doctrines. All kinds of doctrines. Now, some people don't believe there's a God anymore. All kinds of doctrines. High races. And you, you kind of consult all kinds of things and use all kinds of things to pray. Then candles and incense. Where is that thing from? What Jesus Christ does not do? You must not do it. No matter what it tells you that, do this, go and use this to pray. If it is not in your Bible, if Jesus Christ don't use it to pray, it is not right. Hallelujah. That is why in this church, we are a Bible-believing church. We preach what is in the word of God, nothing else. Hallelujah. Envy. Envy is what? Not appreciating what you have. You always crave for what, what others have. That is envy. The next thing is for drunkenness. Ebu. Ready? Ebu did This one there, you use it to eat. You think it's not sin. The Bible makes it understand that it's a sin. In this church, we don't drink. We don't drink alcohol. Hallelujah. If you're a member of Christ Jubilee, please somebody, tell somebody in this church, in this church we, don't drink. we don't drink. Yambo. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me cut it because of time. But I will say that I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. If you read Romans 1 verse 26 32, it has more of these things there. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lust. Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. Talking about lesbianism. A girl and a girl relationship. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relationship with women and inflamed with lust for one another. Look at what is happening in the world today. Gayism and lesbianism become a normal thing. It's not right. It's a lust after the flesh. And there are things that if you indulge in, you go to hell. There's no point. There's no two ways about it. You are in school. So young, the young ladies in the church, you are in school. You said somebody become like a schoolmother. Before you know it, the person begins to be nice to you and then gives you things. And before you know it, he's trying to want to have a, a relation with you. <laughs> if, you are, if you are in school, please be careful of those things. Because it's something that is spiritual. If you get involved in that, you cannot break yourself out of it. Men also are abandoning natural relations with women and inflamed with lust and for one another. Men committed indecent acts with other men and deceived themselves in due penalty for their perversion. Furthermore, since they, let me talk about this thing. Masturbation. They are all sexual immorality. Masturbation. You go to the washroom and you, you know what you do there with soap. Hallelujah. Please, if you have this kind, all these kinds of things, know that until you, you Tell God to help you to give way, to give, give, give away all of these things. It will destroy your life. God wants to bless us all. That is why he's bringing all these things to fall. Being unforgiven, unloving, disobedient, rebellious, a liar, a thief, would not help you in any way. There are things of the flesh that will destroy us. 
But let me tell you something. We have victory over sin. Jesus Christ gave us the dominion or victory over our bodies and over sin. And that is why when the tempter went to him to tempt him with food, he could not succeed. Jesus Christ came to give us victory over our flesh and its lustful desires. He came to give us the dominion, the victory over sin. Sin does not have dominion over you and me. Let me have Romans 6, 8 to 14. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the death, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. Verse 14. For sin shall not have what? Let's say it again. For sin shall not have what? Let's read this verse together. For sin shall not have dominion over For you are not under law, but under grace. Hallelujah. Sin does not have, or is not our master. It does not have control over us. In those times, the car drove the driver. But in our time, the driver drives the car. So anytime you give way to sin, what are you saying to yourself? You are allowing your car to drive you. Instead of you driving your car. Let me have 1 John 3 verse 9. It is possible to live like Christ Jesus. Tell somebody. It is possible to live a sinless life. It is possible. Because we have the power, the dominion. It has been given to us already. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed remains in him. Wow. In the beginning, I said that God created a vacuum that he wanted to fill when he created Adam. That vacuum was to be there to guide Adam. But when God left the scene a few minutes, the enemy came and destroyed Adam and caused man to fall. But now, God has put his seed in us. It remains in us. That is, his spirit is in us. Hallelujah. He says, whoever has been born of God, it does not, it means you cannot, it is not possible for you to sin. For his seed remains in him. And he cannot sin because he has been born of God. The devil can no longer force you to sin. You are no longer weak. Because Bible says that he that rose Christ from the grave, if he lives in your body, it will quicken your mortal body. That is why you are no more weak. The spirit inside of you protects you. That is why you can say no to sin. I will not do it. I will not. Sin now is a choice. Jesus Christ resisted the devil. Three times he tested him. 
But he had dominion. He, he had authority. He was able to overcome him through food, through riches, through everything. Bowed down and said, no, I will not. He enticed him with the riches of the earth. He said, no, I will not. Let me tell you something. If you give, there's no way that you give anything away because of God. And God will not bless you. When you give away sin, God will bless you. God will reward you. I'm doing this because I want God to bless me. I want to make it to heaven. God will bless you. Let me tell you something. We all long to have a long life. But it's the life that you live that determines how long you live. Sin now is a choice. I choose to say yes to sin or I choose to say no to sin. When I came to this year, on so many occasions, I was tempted in so many occasions, in so many ways. I can't mention them all. But I thank God. That through all those temptations that came my way, I said, no, I will not do it. He said, I won't. Listen, if you make up your mind not to sin, you can. Hallelujah. Let me tell you the reason why you must have victory over sin. Victory over sin is victory to prosper. The truth of the matter is that when you're able to rule over your body, when you're able to overcome sin, you can rule your world. If you are able to overcome temptations... If you're able to overcome your body and say no to sin, you have positioned yourself on the road to prosperity. Let me have Matthew 4 verse 8 to 11, my last verse as I come to close. Again, the devil took him up to an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and angels came and ministered to him. If you read the Luke version of this verse, it continues, Jesus came down from the mountain in power and might, and he went preaching. His authority was manifested. The same verse in Luke. Your authority takes effect. Your power to prosper takes effect when you are able to dominate over your body. When you are able to crucify your flesh. When you are able to say no to sin. Hallelujah. Amen. It all begins by taking dominion and taking possessions of your God-given inheritance through Christ Jesus. Let us kindly be on our feet. Thank you, Lord. Cause each and everyone standing before you this morning. To see the physical manifestations of our desires this year. As we give it all up to you. We are no more slave to sin. We have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are joined heads to the throne. We cannot sin. Cause each and every one standing before you, O God. To encounter your rest. In the name of Jesus. Let your word be formed in our lives. Let your word come to life in our lives. Cause us to encounter new things in our lives. Cause us to walk on heights we've never walked on before. In Jesus' name. Let your people know, oh God, they have been rewarded for their obedience. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for ministering to us this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen.